chapter one of the apostle of alaska the story of william duncan of metlakatla by john w arctander this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf the call of the lord it was a stormy drizzly evening in december eighteen fifty three in the little town of beverly in yorkshire england the windows of st john's church a chapel of ease in the little city were lighted and glittered invitingly out into the dreary darkness but few were abroad in the stormy night to accept the kindly invitation to attend the quarterly missionary meeting to be held that evening in the little chapel in the vestry the vicar of the church the rev a t carr after surveying the scanty audience which had braved the rain and storm suggested to the speaker of the evening the venerable rector of a nearby town that the meeting had perhaps better be adjourned to a more propitious evening but this was not to the taste of the representative of the church missionary society who insisted that those who had come out were entitled to hear the message intended for them perhaps the old evangelical preacher had learned from a long and ardent experience in the master's service that those meetings where only a few earnest and sincere souls who loved the lord sufficiently to brave the wind and the weather to attend were the favorite trysting places of the comforter from heaven be this as it may the old rector was that evening before an audience consisting of perhaps not over thirty souls at his best never had his pleadings for the wants of the missionary fields white and ripe for the harvest and calling in vain for reapers had a more sincere and earnest ring and when he turned his eyes towards heaven and implored god to fill the heart of some young man in that slim congregation with a burning desire to serve his heavenly master in the mission fields his words set the little audience on fire and the prayers of earnest christian men and women were wafted with his to the heavenly realms there was one young man in that audience and only one a friend had the sunday before extended an invitation to him to be present at the meeting he graciously accepted and promised to be there the evening came he looked out the rain and the slush were not very inviting for the long walk from his home but he had promised and he went the service was over alone as he had come the young man went away as he trudged homeward in the storm the thought came to him i was the only young man there why should not i become a missionary may not the lord have something for me to do in heathen lands before he slept that night his mind was made up if god wanted him he would accept the call and bring the glad tidings to some desolate heathen home and hearth the young man was william duncan subsequently the apostle of alaska during the turmoil of the day and in the discharge of his daily duties his resolution grew stronger the day's work over he sought the companionship of one of his best friends stephen hewson a young chemist and while taking a stroll together he confided to his chum the resolve he had made his enthusiasm for the cause must have been contagious for his friend after listening to him exclaimed if you become a missionary i will go with you any one who knows what human sympathy means in the most trying moments of life can appreciate what this promise meant to young duncan and how it would naturally strengthen and clarify him in his purpose and give him assurance of success but we can also easily imagine what shock he must have experienced when he within a day or two learned that his friend moved thereto by the pleadings of a loving mother withdrew his promise so rashly made young duncan also had a loving mother 
undoubtedly she also pleaded with him not to go away from her not to expose himself to dangers and perils by land and by sea no doubt she was very persistent in her pleadings unless perchance she knew from experience that her son was so constituted that when he saw his duty he did it without regard to consequences and therefore did not strenuously pursue what she well knew would be a useless appeal in any event pleadings of mother and sisters and relatives could not make him recant the resolution of that solemn moment in which he had dedicated his life to the master's service in heathen lands neither did the fact that the young resolution of fellowship on the part of his childhood friend had withered by the wayside for one moment lure him from the path he had staked out for himself like his prototype of old the great apostle to the gentiles he could truthfully say at this crucial period of his life as at all other trying and perilous moments which were to follow in coming years this one thing i do undaunted by the desertion of his beloved friend he sought the counsel of his pastor the rev a t carr when he told him of the purpose he had formed he was surprised to hear falling from his lips these words it is strange william but do you know that evening during the service i prayed the lord to put into your heart the desire to devote your life to this very work i feel that this call is from the lord and that you would do wrong not to listen to it his holy name be praised who has heard my prayer another pillar of strength was raised up to our young man in place of the friend who had failed him it was agreed that the pastor should at once communicate with the church missionary society on the subject and offer young duncan services this was done in due time a favorable answer came with the request that duncan himself should address to the society a communication giving his life history the circumstances of his call and an account of the faith in him. End of chapter 1